This is an ABC podcast. If for some reason you haven't heard it already, we just did a whole episode on herpes. Uh, it's in your feed just before this episode here, and we literally covered everything you need to know about it. But one of the people who you heard from in that episode was Suze, also known on TikTok as Suze Bub. She's a writer, she's a sensual guide, and she's a herpes advocate. She's absolutely huge on TikTok. She's got over 200,000 followers and her videos have millions of views. And yeah, she posts so much about having herpes, talking about her dating life, having sex. She breaks down a lot of the stigma and answers all of your questions. So I spoke to her specifically for the podcast episode, Everyone Has Herpes, but we had such a great chat and there was so much great info in our conversation that I decided to do this whole bonus episode because I also just think you can never have enough info about herpes and also she's just a fucking boss. So if you did miss the last ep and her story, basically Suze was dating her college sweetheart, they married But then the marriage kind of broke down. They ended up getting divorced, which was amicable. But then she started dating a new guy and, you know, it was just started off casual at first, but then it became a bit more serious and they ended up in a long distance relationship. And that was kind of when she realized that she might have had herpes. Basically, something popped up down there. I noticed that I had like a, I thought it was just an ingrown hair or like a razor bump. And, you know, in the days following um, my return home, it became clear that it was something more because it was just painful and it turned into a blister. And that's when I like really freaked out. And by this point, me and this guy were exclusive, but obviously leading up to that, we weren't. So my first thought wasn't like, oh my gosh, he gave me herpes. I even thought, you know, what if I had it and he's exposed, you know, but there's a lot of things that have led me to conclude that it came from him. And it was like over a year later, because I continued being with him. I actually ended up moving there to live with him for like seven months. And I found out at the end that he was like cheating the entire time, lying about everything. (laughs) So I kind of put two and two together at that point. So the, the realizations kind of hit after, so that's how I I came upon it. And, you know, like I said, there's a lot of reasons why I think I got it from him. He never admitted to it, but there's so many different ways we get herpes because it's so, so common and easy to get, but yeah, that's, that's how I ended up with it. (laughs) How did you feel initially about having it I know that you said you kind of felt like it was potentially you were worried about it was something that you were giving to him but yeah tell me a little bit about your emotional state at the time yeah so honestly my first thought which just tells you how deeply stuck I was in this relationship like unhealthy toxic relationship because my very first thought was oh my gosh he's gonna leave me like he's, he's going to reject me for this now. And the first thought wasn't to blame him or think of him at all. But once we started talking about it, he was, you know, he admitted a few weeks later, he was having a flare up. And then it was very much like, we don't know who it came from. So let's just not dwell on it. Like, I just want to support you in going through this. I'll deal with myself, you know, and anytime I tried to talk to him about 
because back then I wasn't as educated on, on how it transmits. And I was asking like, you know, was there anyone that you had been with that you didn't tell me about, or like before we were exclusive that might've had it, you know, and he would just get so uncomfortable when it came up. And one of the cues I had to determining it likely came from him was later on when I found out about all the cheating, he admitted to me, he wasn't letting partners know. So then I was like, why would he have let me know? You know, it's possible he wasn't aware he had it and became aware at that point. But when I initially got it, aside from that, I just felt stupid. I felt like I had been irresponsible. I felt like I was being punished for like, I don't know, getting my divorce and dating. (laughs) And I just... I was in a really dark place for a while, actually, like in, from my initial diagnosis, the first few weeks, I was pretty depressed. I was, I was having like passively suicidal thoughts just about how hard life was going to be with this, how I couldn't imagine dating with this beyond the person I was currently with. So I have no doubt that it contributed to me like staying with him because at that point it was easier. You know, I was in love for sure. But it was terrifying to imagine um, being single, you know, and and dating with it. So it hit me really hard, like it does a lot of people. Yeah, that's such a yeah hard place to be in, Suze. And you, let's like fast forward to like, I guess the journey that you're on now. How did that begin? When did you decide to start really advocating? about herpes, um, but also like really embracing the fact that you had it and sharing that online with people. Yeah. So it's funny because like the night I was diagnosed, I was sitting in a bathtub and just in tears. And I literally had like a voice in my head or just like this thought that was very insistent that like, I was going to talk about this one day. And I remember chasing the thought away and being like, this is annoying and ridiculous. Like, I'm never going to talk about this. Like, are you kidding me? You know, but it stuck with me ever since that day, because it was almost like, even though I was in that really dark state, I, a part of me knew that this was ridiculous, that this wasn't, you know, reflective of how the virus actually works and, and how it actually affects people's lives. And that it was so perpetuated by just these outdated, immature, misinformed, like notions we carry in, in our culture. So I just didn't want anyone to have to suffer the way that I did in those first few weeks, because as soon as you start researching it and educating yourself, which obviously we do in a way more investigative way, once we get something or are exposed to something, we research the heck out of it. And like, that's when you really start to see, you know, this is super common. It's so mild. Like the majority of people who have this, it's completely not an encumbrance on their lives at all. And you also learn how so much of the problem is just this social, this inexplicable social stigma. So that really helps take some of the gravity and darkness like away from it. And, you know, coming back from that relationship, when I learned about all the cheating and everything, I was like pretty destroyed. Like my self-worth was just 
at an all time low. I was like, now I'm single. I have herpes. Like, what the heck am I going to do now? And I kind of incubated. It was sort of a interesting moment. It being like during the pandemic, like I was lucky enough to come back to my old apartment that I shared with my ex-husband because he had moved out of it to a cottage we had. So it was vacant and I was able to just like incubate in my old place for like a year and just heal and process everything that happened. And this whole time, it was just like brewing in me that I would talk about this. You know, I basically decided one day to just write an Instagram post. Like that was how I was going to start and just see what happened. And I just, I published it and I had like a little panic attack when I did and then it was amazing. Like I had people reach out to me, um, to tell me they also had it, or they knew people who had it. Um, it was so supportive. And before I did that, I actually sent a email thread to my whole family <laughs> to let them know also, cause I was like, they're going to find out anyway. And I just need to tell them. And I was kind of like, here are the facts. Here's how I feel about it. You don't need to talk to me about it. I just want you to know, so you don't find out some other way and then come and ask me. (laughs) So, so that's what I did. I can't even imagine how you would have felt pressing publish or like whatever on your phone for Instagram. Like it's so incredible to hear that so many people were so supportive and that you had such great feedback. How has it grown since then? Yeah. So It's funny because in that post, I even said, I looked at it recently and I even wrote like, I'm not planning to be someone who speaks about this. (laughs) Like I was like, I'm not planning to be like an advocate or anything. I just want to put it out there. And it's like, you know, you're kind of just, you're lying to yourself. Like, you know, deep down what you're going to do. And you're just in denial because you're like, I don't, this is so scary. I don't want to be this person. I can't imagine this, but I I felt myself heading in that direction anyway. So once I had made a post on Instagram, I started making some reels about it. And then I was making TikToks and I had already been doing just kind of stuff around like sensuality and some vulnerability posts on TikTok that had nothing to do with the herpes. And I was just waiting for that moment to like post about the herpes. And I think the very first TikTok or two that I made about it, like went under the radar, like they weren't, you know, seen by that many people. I didn't see a lot of comments. So I was like, okay, cool. Like I got away with it. <laughs> like, I'm just, it's going to be easy, like smooth sailing, but it also like the more I took these steps to talk about it and put myself out there, the more like emboldened I got. Right. So And I started to just get more and more ideas about like messages I wanted to put out there around it. And when my first TikTok about it went viral, it was actually a video of me with text that said, like, if he wants you, he'll accept your herpes. It it didn't mean like he's going to get herpes and be okay with it. It was like, he's going to accept you. Like if if a partner wants you, he's going to accept you. Right. And this was just from the vantage point of anyone dating men and men didn't like that. They did not like that. That video went viral and it was my first experience with that kind of, uh, reaction or situation. And I will say I was like very distraught and blown away and anxious. Like what were you getting? 
it was just so many vile hate comments. Like it was like, it was a lot of just like calling me a slut and a whore and like damaged goods and like ran through. And I literally got DMs uh, like threatening my life and just guys going on these awful rants. It, it was unbelievable to me. Like I was just like, completely shocked that that these guys were so passionate about it and a, a lot of it was just these comments like fuck no like I'll pass you're disgusting ew like I wouldn't touch you whatever yeah so it sounds awful right like you're just like okay well I was wrong and like I'm not gonna have a normal dating life like that that's what was going through my head but I knew that this was just a <laughs> like this was just misogyny at work like this was trolls on tiktok the way the tiktok algorithm works is like it'll hit a particular audience and if it's succeeding with that audience it's going to go to more of those kinds of people so that's something i often remind people to be aware of when you're doing anything online because you can have one viral video with an amazing reaction and another one with an awful reaction based on the audience it hits. And like, I see it all the time because I've had many more videos go viral since then. And I've, it's all over the map, but I really just couldn't believe like the hatred towards it honestly felt more like hatred towards a woman, you know, like it, it, felt like it was beyond the herpes, especially knowing what we know about like how most of those men likely have it and don't know. Exactly. <laughs> or, that's oh, that's what makes me so angry. Like, oh, it just makes me so mad because I'm like, it takes a very awful type of person to even type out a comment like that. But like to target someone about something that you probably fucking have. Yeah. Like I can't, it just, yeah. And it's crazy because they don't, they bypass like the person who you presumably got it from and they put the blame on you. Right. Cause you're the visible one. You're the one that's out there talking about it, but you're the one, you're the one being out there talking about it. You're the one being honest. You're the one having the conversation. Whereas so many of these guys would never have the balls and it pisses them off. I think it has so much more to do with like seeing an attractive woman who knows her worth, who doesn't need their validation, who's saying something with confidence, like men date me with this. And they do because for all the hate comments, I also constantly get DMS from men. I, I get public comments from men as well, who don't care and like would date me in a heartbeat, you know, my dating life in real, like in reality doesn't reflect that. Like these men are angry, ugly, bitter incels who aren't getting laid. That's the bottom of it. Completely. And Drew will be dragging them if she ever comes across them, I'm sure. Um, Drew Efawalo, if anyone listening is like, who is that? I love. We love. She's I been love on the show. So <laughs> um, so She's been on the show? Yeah, she has. Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah. I know. I try to, I try to think of myself as like the Drew for herpes slander. Like if any guy tries to slander herpes, like send them my way and I will take them down. You absolutely (laughs) are. Like even hearing you speak about it, I'm like, that just takes so much strength. And you mentioned, Suze, that you are the person who's talking about this openly. You are, as Brene Brown would say, in the bloody ring, you are being vulnerable does it frustrate you knowing how many other people have come openly and said that they have and how common it is that you're quite alone in doing that? You know, there are so many amazing advocates out there doing this too. And before I spoke up, there was a couple that I came across who I saw doing this. And like, I was so afraid to even like follow or like their videos or comment on their videos. Cause I didn't want there to even be like a trail or footprint of me interacting with herpes content. Like that's how, you know, that that's how, where I was before I actually spoke about it. So what I would say is I actually feel this like amazing camaraderie and support from other people that I see speaking up about this and from all walks of life. Like there are amazing black women leading the space. There are people from the queer community talking about it. There's a couple men that I know of talking about it, which I think is so needed because like they have some trouble listening to us (laughs) and listening to another dude, um, can be helpful. So there's definitely like a growing diversity of people coming out and talking about it. And I do feel, you know, because of how many, I literally get thousands and thousands of comments and messages from people telling me they have this or telling me they're dating someone who has this, or they're simply in support of talking about it. Like there's that outweighs any of the negative troll comments I ever get. So I actually don't feel isolated or outcast from society because if anything I've seen like how needed this is and how much I mean there's people getting diagnosed constantly every day they're they're writing me you know they just got diagnosed today or yesterday or a week ago or they're waiting for test results and so many of us just go through the same thing in that position and seeing someone out there who's able to like own it and tell you that there's nothing wrong with you. It's not your fault. You're still fucking hot. You're still desirable. You're still going to have sex. You're still going to do all the things you want to do. It's, it's amazing to be able to see something like that when you're in a space of thinking all the opposites of those things, you know, completely serious. Like you're actually doing God's work. Like you really are. And like you said, there's so many people that are in those mind frames that you were originally and being able to see you make such a difference. And I hope that the more you speak and people also speak out about it, the more other people will, because I think that's what's causing the stigma. And I think that's like, you know, everyone's on their own journey, but like, yeah, I feel like a lot of people are kind of talking about it in the in the messages and dms but not openly talking about it and that's what kind of creates this stigma is because like people aren't admitting or talking about it and and being as vulnerable as you are and i know that's not everyone's journey but i think that's kind of the way forward um is people just being more open and honest about it and having your kind of attitude as well um you mentioned that 
you have like an incredible dating life. Tell me a little bit about what that looks like and yeah, how you kind of tell people in those conversations and how it happens. So like I said, it's the trolls in the comments. I love to actually highlight what a lot of them look like. Like I've done compilation videos of, of what they look like because they're guys I would never date. I know it sounds a bit mean and superficial, but they're being awful to us, but so they deserve it, but like, they're ugly. They're all ugly. And (laughs) I mean, it's ugliness comes from the inside too. Like it's they're ugly inside and out and like hate makes you ugly. It does. So the irony of it is these men that have the most shit to say are the men that are probably not getting dates and that you'd never look their way. And they're mad about it. So in reality, when you're actually dating men, you find, or people, you know, I I don't just date men, but like people you find attractive. It's just a different experience because I think when people are also faced with you, like facing a human, not someone through a screen that they're watching, but with the cadence of conversation and being told like, Hey, I have herpes, like this is the situation it takes on a more like human layer. Like they're not going to be like, you're a dirty slut. You know, Like I've never had that happen. And if that happened, it's like the silver lining of having herpes or any STI then is that it's an amazing filter for weeding assholes and judgmental people and people who are like sorely uneducated on sexual health out, like you're weeding them out. So, you know, I tell people to really, you know, process and heal from that diagnosis and reconnect with like your sensuality, your self-worth and your confidence, because that has to come first. And that's going to fuel your approach to your dating life. Because if you're coming into dating from a space of, I have this awful affliction that no one's going to accept me for, and you're telling people like that with that energy, it's, it's going to be harder. And we already have such a misconception about herpes as it is. So coming to someone with this grave thing of like, I have to tell you something, or, you know, I've heard people who've told me how they tell potential partners. And it's like, you know, sitting down, like I have something to tell you. I understand if this changes everything and you never want to date me again, like you don't want to do that because you know, you're not lying by lightening the situation or, or playing it up. It's actually more accurate to be lighter about it because it is so common and it is not a big deal, but I basically just tell people pretty soon after I match, like I've had different situations. Sometimes you might find yourself like you met someone at a bar and you know, you hit it off and things are getting heated. So you have to tell them in person. So I've been in a situation where I've done that and it's really just like, Hey, like, I just want to let you know, I have herpes. Let me know if there's anything you want to ask me about it. We can be safe. This is what we can do. And they're usually just like, okay, cool. Like, let's keep going. (laughs) And in, in situations where you're just kind of chatting on dating apps and stuff, it's kind of a similar approach. Like if I feel like the vibe is happening or there's a chemistry then I'll say like, you know, I just like to let people know up front. I have herpes. Let me know if you have any questions about it. I keep it like really short and simple because some people will have questions. Like I want to gauge what their reaction is. And a lot of times people will be like, 
really thankful for your honesty. Like they'll just be like, thanks so much for letting me know. Or they'll be like, I'm sorry that you had to deal with that. Or they'll ask questions about it, or they'll know someone who had it. I've also talked to people like one or two people who had it themselves one person who like suspected he had it and then just kind of concluded that he probably doesn't and isn't going to get tested. <laughs> so I was like, okay, it sounds like you have yeah, it. Babe, I, I think you're you. in denial. <laughs> yeah. And that's such a common experience, you know, but the bottom line about dating, and I say this all the time, and it's such a huge part of the stigma is that the majority of the human population has herpes. Like more humans have herpes than not. It's like 80%. It's, it, it's 67% of the population that has HSV-1, which is what usually causes cold sores, right? And then HSV-2, it's a smaller percentage. It's like one in six people, depending on where, but there it's probably a lot more. And then we were touching on this earlier, but it's like literally 75 to 90% of people who have herpes have no symptoms. So you wouldn't know. And then on top of all that, like in most places around the world, we are not screened for it. So any routine STI test that anyone's going for is not including herpes. And we don't know that. So the irony is we're so normal and accepting of like a cold sore, but it's also herpes and it can transmit to genitals just the same, whether there's a blister or not. So like performing oral sex, you can transmit to genitals. So people are risking herpes all the time with every partner. The only difference with having genital herpes and letting someone know is that you have that knowledge or awareness and so do they, but they're risking it with every partner always, whether they're using protection or not. So it's really just like a mind fuck that, that people have to get over. <laughs> totally. And also the fact that like this idea that it's someone who sleeps with a lot of people, I know people who have got it from the first person that they've slept with. Like that is just the stigma and like the misconceptions are so stupid, especially. It makes me laugh so hard when men assume that I've had like, I don't know, like people have told me I, I must've gone through like a whole basketball team and like you know, the whole ran through comment is like that. I'm just, con I'm getting railed like every day. And I've literally had under 10 partners in my whole life. So I've really only started exploring and enjoying my sexuality since I got herpes, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Tell me a little bit about how you feel about yourself. I've heard a few people say that they feel really liberated, that it's completely changed who they are. How do you feel like post having found out that you have it and living in this kind of advocacy that you're in now? Honestly, I think owning it has been like one of the more profound changes in my life because I used to be so concerned all the time about what everybody thought. Like I built my life around that, you know, like I did genuinely love my ex-husband and the life I had for a while, but a lot of the decisions I made were based on like the kind of general approval of like what you're supposed to do. Even though I thought I was working against it, I was really like a people pleaser and just trying to make sure everyone around me was 
happy with what I was doing, but it's so liberating to just talk about it as like a normal thing. I mean, it's an irritation that happens on your skin. Like my flare-ups were just like literally one bump that, you know, shows up and like, it'll blister and it'll heal and it'll go away. And oftentimes I have to like hold a hand mirror to it and like inspect it with the flashlight to try to see it because it's so hard to spot. So I think people have this notion or idea that you're just like walking around covered in blisters all the time that are just like oozing liquid. And like, that's not the case at all. (laughs) Or they literally think that like, well, cold sores go away and like genital herpes doesn't. And I'm like, how does that make sense? It's the same thing. Like both come and go like the virus stays, but the flare up is temporary. Totally. And what you've just described is what I went through with cold sores on my lips. Like I had a huge flare up the first time I got it and I got like five and then I don't think I've ever had anything since. Or maybe if I have, it's been like once a year and it's been like one and it's been like hidden in my nose or something cooked. I don't know. I've just never seen them oh. since. This was like six yeah. years ago and I just don't get them anymore. So yeah, because your body, like your body builds up antibodies to it after the first flare up. So then it's almost like, even though it still comes up, your body's used to it. So it's almost like able to keep it more suppressed and dormant or when it does come up, like it's way, way, way more mild. And it tends to lessen over time too. Like over the years, people typically get less and less flare-ups often to the point where they stop getting them for really long stretches of time. So yeah. And it can, it's funny. Cause like, it can kind of like migrate a little bit and like pop up in a different area, but generally it'll stay in the same zone where you acquired it. I can imagine as well, Suze, that it helps you weed out people that you probably don't want to date in dating. Like it's just such a good thing to tell people to even just weed them out. If how someone reacts, you know, it says everything because if it's such a great test of character, Cause if a guy is going to immediately unmatch me over telling him that, or like freak out and say something rude, you know, how is he about other things in life that you're going to encounter with him? And whether it's a casual hookup or a relationship, I still want a partner who's going to be respectful, who I can openly communicate with, who I'm going to feel safe with. So how someone reacts to that information just says everything to me paired with people who know absolutely nothing about it. Like I've had people, like I've had a guy I disclosed to once, like ask me what Herbie's even is. <laughs> It'll really give you a sense, right? Because I think, you know, we hesitate to have those like sexual health conversations period. Cause we kind of just want to like not worry about it and not think about it. You also still want to make sure you feel safe with your partner. Like I tell people too, like, you having herpes, you're not like the, I don't know the saying, like the red herring. You're not, you're not like the problem in, in the connection. Like you can still contract something from this partner. Like, how do you feel about this partner and what's their testing etiquette? Or like, when was the last time they were tested and how do you feel about their sexual health and what they're bringing to the table? So it tends to really like, you tend to burden yourself with, with carrying this, thing or this affliction that someone might have an issue with and you 
fail to focus on like your partner, but absolutely it's, it's really, I think brought about partners that I'm more, uh, like that are more on my level who I can have a good time with and just openly and honestly communicate with, you know, and and there's (laughs) condoms for a reason too. I mean, like condoms aren't perfect. And like, depending on where you have herpes, they might not necessarily always help, but you know, all those there's precautions we can take, like being with someone who has herpes doesn't mean that you're going to get it. People also think it's like a one-time deal. Like the moment you sleep with someone who has herpes, you're going to get it. Like that's not the case. Totally, totally. Um, Suze, this is just, I just realized like how long we've been chatting. You've been so, like, this has just been such a good chat. Um, What I might end it on is just like, yeah, you do this so much online already, but for anyone listening, what's your advice if they have just found out that they have it and they may be spiraling a little bit or feeling really shit about it? Oh, my advice would be, I mean, definitely like let yourself grieve it initially just to get it out of your system and then find, find people talking about it online because doctors and medical health professionals aren't necessarily going to tell you what you need to know. And they can also carry like stigma and bias about it. So finding people, you know, like me and other advocates out there who are talking about having herpes, who are owning it, like in the way and the expression that you connect to, and that inspires you and excites you. Like, that's, what's important. And like, just let us show you and make you feel good about the fact that you're going to be just fine, you know? And also just think about cold sores, think about cold sores. Like I just, I, I never mean to target anyone that like knowingly like has colders and knows it's herpes and whatever, but I always just mention it to, to show that double standard because there's so many people out there in denial about that fact and pretending like genital herpes is this outlier when we're all in the same boat, you know? So think about like, being someone who has cold sores, you're not necessarily thinking your life is over and that you're never going to date anyone again and that you're never going to find love again. You're in the exact same boat as someone with cold sores. You just have it somewhere else, you know? And the only thing working against you is some stigma that generally people who are uneducated, judgmental, and stupid are going to perpetuate and you don't want them in your life anyways. (laughs) So a hundred percent people just need to educate themselves and, and chill, like stop making fun of STIs and people who have them. Like, unless you're sitting in a corner of your room and you're celibate and you're never not having sex, you probably have it, babe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So is your, you, that's you. Like you're the person who is doing that and, you know, really helping so many people. So I appreciate you chatting to me and thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was awesome to chat about this. If you have herpes and you haven't felt that great about it, I really hope that this chat with Suze has made you feel a lot better and less alone. I honestly cannot express enough how many people have it. Uh, Also, if you want to follow Suze, which you absolutely should, you can find her on TikTok at SuzeBub and at SuzeBubs on Instagram. And yeah, if you haven't already listened to, listen to the previous episode before this one in your feed, it's called Everyone Has Herpes. 
catch you next time. Bye.